Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And today we are so excited to talk to Lindsay from Lady in the Wild West. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I send me everything. You know, baking is... It's such a craft. All of your senses are involved, and it's such an expression, and it's cozy, and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. So this week in the bakery, we really didn't find ourselves in the bakery all that often. That's true. This was our second week of being homebound because of the coronavirus, and we found that our approach was just a little bit different this week. At least for me, it was. Yeah. I mean, for example, both of us, we we have our Instagram accounts, not only for the dessert studio, but our personals, now the Let's Talk Cake Instagram. So, I mean, Instagram is a huge part of our businesses as well as our lives, and I mean, With this extra downtime, you find yourself just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I mean, it's good. You get inspired by all of the cakes that are being posted. You can you can kind of keep up to date. I mean, there's lots of news stories um, on Instagram, lots of funny memes with the coronavirus. (laughs) But seriously, like I found myself that I was just I was on Instagram for way too long. And it gets to a point where you're just kind of like. I don't know, a robot just scrolling. Diminishing (laughs) returns. The good that you might be gaining from Instagram actually starts to become bad because you're so focused on that and kind of ignoring life. And it's sort of an escape, but not necessarily a great escape. Yeah. And I found I found I've been able to find tons of different posts about like what you should be doing during this time of the coronavirus and during this time of social distancing. And it's all just like you need to get in the best shape of your life. You need to be productive. You need to study. You need to clean Clean your house. Yeah. And I mean, all of those things are true. I mean, being productive during this difficult time is important. But also at the same time, it is okay to just sit down and watch a show you've been wanting to watch or sit down and play with your kids for several hours or just just relax. (laughs) Yeah, I actually put on a puzzle this week, which I only ever allow myself to do during the holidays because (laughs) you should only allow yourself to do during the holidays. (laughs) Savannah doesn't enjoy puzzles. I enjoy puzzles. And so I put one on this week and listened to a book while I did a puzzle. And it was actually really relaxing. And it was good to get off of social media for a little bit, take a breather. And it was also good to turn off the news. I don't know about you, but it's real easy to just get so inundated with the same thing over and over and over that it starts to become a big downer and so I think during this time that we are self-distancing self-distancing that's not the right word social social distancing (laughs) and keeping to ourselves in our homes this is actually a good time for us to examine what is best for us and if it may be best for someone to use this time to really kickstart their exercising and stuff for someone else it might be really good to have some downtime exactly and And I know for us last week we were kind of like okay well we're we're kind of low on orders due to the coronavirus and so let's get in the kitchen and just try new things creatively and that was super fun and honestly we can all still be doing that but at the same time not that necessarily I'm even burnt out right now of making cakes but 
but we can prevent that burnout from maybe just relaxing and getting out of the kitchen and just you know just getting our mind off of the business side of things and and just taking this time to really grow into what we want to be as individuals not necessarily as cake makers yeah and to do that you really it's a it's a personal thing what's best for me isn't going to be best for savannah she will never choose to do a puzzle <laughs> but choose choose something this week that you can improve on even if it's just learning how to turn it off for a little bit and relax and fill your cup and um yeah all that being said if you do want to get in the kitchen and bake, do it. Do it. <laughs> do we it. are not saying that you need to take this time to to get out of the kitchen. And maybe you're wanting to take this time to grow creatively as a cake artist and to to create new content. And that is totally good. And I, I guess it's what encouraged. we're saying kind of is to examine your own situation yeah. and do what's best for you. Um, as we are going through something that's unprecedented, none of us have ever been through anything like this before. As we're going through this, we need to really take stock of how we're feeling and what is going to help us get through this in the best way with the most sanity and then do what is best for you. Exactly. And sometimes I feel like I just need to go make a cake to to stay happy. And so I know eventually this week that will probably happen and I'll get in the kitchen and do that. But also there's days when you just want to relax and feel okay doing that. You don't need to have this time be the most productive time of your life. Just relax. and There's enough and, stress yeah. going on that you don't need to add stress to yourself by telling yourself all the things you should be doing. Exactly. Do what's best for you. And on that note, we want to tell you about this exciting episode we have because we are talking to Lindsay from Lady in the Wild West. And you guys, she shares a story in here that you're going to want to hear because as we're going through hard things, she went through some hard things and she has a great story that I think is going to be helpful for all of us for getting through this hard stuff. Yeah, so let's get her on. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here talking Good. to you guys. We're so excited to have you. I have to tell you before we get started, just a little story. When we began uh, talking about doing the dessert studio a little over a year and a half ago, um, my I was talking to my brother and he said, oh, you've got you've to gotta look at these. And so he started sending us pictures of cakes and cookies and nine out of every 10 of them were from this person in Wyoming named Lady <laughs> in the Wild West. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So that was pretty inspiring at the beginning because your stuff is so beautiful. So, yeah. I just got chills everywhere. (laughs) And he hasn't stopped. He still sends us sends us your most recent posts and we love it. So, yeah. Shout out to Rob. Uncle Robert. (laughs) Thanks for the inspiration. (laughs) Anyway, we're just super excited to have you on. Um, Maybe just to start off, you could just tell us a little bit about your life there in Wyoming. Well, I've I've really um, it's interesting because I'm not a native Wyomian. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. I that works. You just from, coined it. Yeah, yeah, a Wyomian. Um, I am a Southern California girl. I I grew up with my toes on the sand in this little beach town, and um, my husband and I he's from California as well. We always wanted to escape to the mountains. I just felt like I never really belonged in California. And I always wanted to be in wide open space with, you know, just mountains and animals. 
And um, we had an opportunity to move up here because my husband builds custom homes and he had a job opportunity here. And we just uprooted our lives and left, um, not really knowing if we were going to have work after that job that he had, <laughs> you know, we just, just, you know, a we really just faith. took a big chance and left. So that's how we came to Wyoming and it's been an adventure ever since we, so um, how long ago was that? That was, that was, um, it'll be four years in April. Okay. So I'm cool. still fairly, I've heard, um, from people who have lived in Wyoming, um, mainly in Jackson, that you're not allowed to call yourself a local until you've been here for 10 years. So I still, <laughs> I, I still get like kind of weird saying like, oh, I'm a local because I feel like someone's going to be like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not local. Um, you gosh, you can like call yourself local. anything you want. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, well, I am local. Like my kids go to school here. I live here. I'm local. Absolutely. Um, I still feel like I'm, I'm very new being in Wyoming because it, it was just a 180 flip you know, from everything that I had grown up with and everything that I have known for my husband too. We're, we're learning how to deal with weather and wildlife and just being so remote all the time. It's, it's always an adventure every day. Yeah. With kids. <laughs> so that's what our life like is here. And we, we recently just bought, um, 20 acres, actually oh, wow. over 20 acres, um, on a river in a little town outside of Jackson called Freedom. It's actually called Freedom. It's kind of crazy. Like there's wow. like Freedom, Wyoming population 214. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But we have barns and we bought goats. Um, one of my goats just had, yeah, just had a baby the other day. I saw on your Instagram. Cow. I'm jealous. It's- I love goats. <laughs> So you, your goat just had a goat. (laughs) Yes. My goat just had a kid. Yeah. They're called, they're called kids. And it's so funny. I feel like such a horrible goat mom because we didn't even know she was pregnant. All the time. We just thought, Oh, let's get goats. Like our kids will love them. They'll be so cute. And we have a boy and a girl and, but they have their winter coat. So they all look chubby. You know, we, we didn't know. And my boys ran inside and they're like, mom, mom, there's a baby goat in the barn. Oh, and wow. Like, it was really early in the morning. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, there's a goat. You know, just kind of thinking like they're making it up. And they're like, no, mom, there's a baby goat in the barn. And I go outside <laughs> and sure enough, like it was like the sun was shining down and this little baby goat was just standing in the hay. Just like, That's so all cute. Day, it was but it was like bizarre because you would imagine that if a mother gave birth, you know, that it would be like messy and there'd be <laughs> this goat was like clean and perfect. And it was like someone just dropped off a goat and left. It was Aww. so weird. Well, I <laughs> yeah, am we jealous. I love goats. goats. <laughs> so they are really, really cute. Yes. Yeah. They're very snuggly, surprisingly loud and very opinionated. Like this little <laughs> baby goat was like... <laughs> already has very strong opinions oh that's so funny but yeah it's 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 really cute good so you said that you've been in Wyoming for four years when did you start your cake business so when we first moved here um a little background on me when I when I lived in California I worked as an interior designer doing um like high-end custom residential homes. Okay. And my, my husband was a builder and that's how we met actually. We, we met on a job site. 
and he moved up here to build and I really didn't want to do design work when we moved here. I just wasn't feeling inspired anymore. I didn't want to start all over looking for clientele. You know, my, my youngest son at the time was one year old. I just wasn't feeling it. And when we got here though, my husband started, he was still traveling back to California quite a bit for work. And so I was, um, I was alone a lot mm -hmm. and when we, it was like the middle of winter, you know, it was freezing cold. I had six feet of snow outside my front door. We lived kind of in the boonies, like about half an hour out from town. And my kids were young and I just, I was, I, I definitely had like a weird identity crisis where I kind of started feeling like invisible because I had come from this very colorful, creative life. And I didn't know who I was being here. I had no family. I had no friends. And I just felt like, yeah, like, like, like I didn't felt know. alone. Who, yeah. Yeah. Overwhelmed, lonely, like lost. And so the thing that had always brought me comfort was baking. And, wow. and I'm sure you guys can relate. Like it, it makes you happy. It's creative. You know, it's the ultimate comfort food and the ultimate hobby. So I started baking a lot. And as I did it, I began to run into all these problems because Jackson is, is um, at 7,000 feet in elevation and I had come from sea level. So oh, all of a sudden okay. these recipes that I loved and had made over and over and over again were failing. And I couldn't figure out why. And that led me into even more of a crisis where I was like, I can't even get comfort through cake. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is, this is so bad. You know, it, it wasn't giving me any confidence. And um, I started diving into high altitude baking and researching and talking to people and watching YouTube videos and understanding how much the science of baking changed when you were in the mountains. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and I don't want to get all scientific, you know, because I'm, I'm really not, I'm like medium smart. <laughs> medium smart, 100% creative. <laughs> but I had to like relearn, you know, the science of baking. And as I did it, I kind of realized maybe this could be my thing, you know, like, like maybe this is going to help me re-identify, you know, like, like kind of remember this creative side of me and who I am. And I can start rewriting recipes and start blogging and start sharing. And I all of a sudden started getting excited about stuff again and started feeling like my life could be colorful again. I so love that, that was where it all started was when I had to tackle high altitude baking. That's awesome. So as yeah. you, as you tackled that, and I mean, it sounds like that gave you something to focus on and like a problem to solve, which is always good when you need something to do. Um, yes. did what, how did it evolve into your, your business? Because there's a big difference between just baking some things that you love and then eating your comfort food to, Absolutely. to baking and creating things that people are like clamoring for. Absolutely. Well, so it started with the business part really was never my intention. Um, really, when I started doing the blog and, and I called it Lady in the Wild West because I, I, I kind of felt like I was this lady from California out of place in the Wild West. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's where it came from was I was, you know, trying to figure all of this stuff out. So that was so I came up with the name Lady in the Wild West for my blog. And as I dove deeper and deeper 
into the blog, I, I started experimenting with photography. And it was like this artistic side um, that I have always, you know, um, depended on. It started to come alive again and started to really play a huge role in photographing and graphics and just scale and proportion and color. And I started um, getting very inspired by where I lived. And it just kind of evolved from being a blog into kind of an artful expression of myself and mm -hmm. this inspiration that was happening all around me. And I just started creating and creating and creating and learning and learning. And then people in Jackson began to take notice. And that's the part that I wasn't really expecting, uh -huh. but they began to take notice and they were you know saying oh my gosh you know i love these these moose cookies that you made and these are so adorable and these are so perfect and we're having this event and slowly but surely people just began to ask me you know are you selling these things and at first i was like i don't even you know like that was a like the cake business is very different from the interior design business you know mm -hmm. it's, it's it's just <laughs> i had no idea what i was doing but i i kind of thought you know that this could be an adventure for me and this could be really fun so it ha it was like a happy accident that it went from being an artful expression to a business well it was a happy accident for all of us because because <laughs> you're an inspiration <laughs> seriously your stuff is beautiful and i i'm inspired by the way you have taken your life and you've made your business a reflection of your life you're it's not just a business to you it's it's it takes in the things that you love and the things that are around you and i love that thank you no there, there's definitely like a lot of feelings <laughs> that there's a lot of feelings that go into it and i i have a story that like really kind of explains it that's kind of personal and i don't know if it's something that you guys want to hear or if it's too long yeah we probably uh, do let's do it <laughs> okay <laughs> well in in my i call it like my dark time <laughs> you know when when we lived here when um i mean it, it it really was hard for me the first year of of living in jackson was hard because my husband was gone you know i had my kids and i was just by myself and i, I mentioned i was feeling lost and there was a day when it was so cold i mean that like it it was almost like my house began to feel like the Overlook Hotel in like The Shining. <laughs> like, I don't want to, not that I was going to like take an ax to my family. I don't want to sound like a crazy person. But it was like, I would look out the window sometimes and I felt like, oh my gosh, like I am going to lose my mind, you know? And I went outside and my kids were playing outside and I started shoveling snow and even shoveling snow. I was like, this is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Shoveling snow is the worst. <laughs> so hard. I mean, and my, yeah, my kids were off in the distance playing and I slipped on a patch of black ice and just went straight horizontal crash oh. down to the ground and felt like I broke in half. Oh. And I remember looking up at the sky thinking, this is the moment. I'm going to die here. <laughs> like, my kids are too little. They're not going to know how to help me. You know, we're all going to freeze. Our bodies are going to be covered in snow and they're not going to find us until spring. And no one's going to know what happened to me. <laughs> like, Aww. this is the end. And it was like, the you know, it was so pathetic, but like so real. And my kids came over, you know, mommy, mommy, mommy. And so I got up and I was okay. And I thought, okay, we're going to get out of the house. We're going to go down to the library. So 
So I took him to the library, and when I was there, there was a woman who was wearing this bison hat. And where we were in Jackson, um, the bison, they migrated through our property into, um, into the open fields. And I, I hadn't seen them yet because it was, it was winter and they do this kind of in the spring. But I had known like, oh, I should, you know, bison are around. And so I complimented her on her hat. And I, you know, I love, I love your hat. You know, I love buffalo. I'm trying to learn about them. And she looked at me and said, well, you know the story of the buffalo, don't you? And I said, no, I don't, I don't know anything about them. And she said, well, a buffalo is one animal in nature that can sense when a storm is coming. And it can make a choice to either charge through the storm or run. And the buffalo will charge through the storm every time because it knows that that is its best chance for survival. And then she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, so when your life challenges you, you charge through that storm. Oh my gosh. And in that moment, I was like, oh my, like, is this, you know, is, is she like some, you know, like, it just didn't seem real. It was like, you know, I, I just felt like she, it was like fate that I had met her. And, you know, my whole perspective right then changed. And I went home and I thought like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the Buffalo. Like, I am not going to let this moment, you know, take me over. Like, I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to find myself. I'm going to be the Buffalo and I'm going to charge through the storm. And that was when the baking and all that stuff, you know, when I really decided like, I'm going to dive into this 100% and this is going to be my moment. And I'm going to like, just make this, you know, my future. And so being the Buffalo, it's something that I tell myself now all the time. Like anytime I'm stressed or scared or tackling something or feeling overwhelmed, I go to that, like, be the Buffalo, be the Buffalo. Well, I hope you don't mind if we take that with us. Isn't it amazing? Like it really does. It makes you feel so strong. Yeah. I love that. Like, I like want to put, I want to, I want to make it like a bumper sticker (laughs) (laughs) or like make it a t-shirt. Um, because it really, it was like a life changing moment for me where I was like, I don't want to run from things, you know, like I want to be strong and I want to charge through storms. And you, you, you know, ever since that moment, I have become so much more like fulfilled and just stronger as a woman and as an artist and a creator and a mom. And so, yeah, be the Buffalo, you guys. Success never comes easy for anybody. You know, success, you know, it it comes to those who work for it. I mean, my dad used to always tell me that having talent is just one fraction, you know, of what gets you there. The rest is drive and ambition and motivation and just never giving up. And so, um, to me, you know, that will always be my storm that I charge through. And um, the other thing that is amazing, you know, going just just going back to the inspiration of how where I live, you know, plays so much of a role into what I do. The bison and um, they did start migrating through and I would wake up in the morning and I would see buffalo in my front yard, you know, and I, I could like see their hot breath, like going through the air and they would look at me and I was I felt like they were there for me just Aww. to remind me, you know, to just keep going. And so, yeah, like living here in this place, it has like shaped who I am. Just, I can't even express how much. Well, it sounds like you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to you makes me want to go to Wyoming. (laughs) You guys gotta come here. You can come visit me. (laughs) I, I love that story because really there's, there are so many, not just in baking, just in life in general, there are just so many things that 
that could stop us in our tracks. And I just love the image of the bison plowing through it and just moving forward no matter what's in front of them. And I think we face that. Obviously, all of us that are in, in the baking industry face it in different ways, but we face, that's something we all face in life. And, and baking and life go very hand in hand when you're a baker. (laughs) So true. Yes. Absolutely. Well, seriously, just all of the listeners out there, if you have a goal, just go for it. Be that bison and just accomplish those goals. And even if you don't find success right at the beginning, just keep plowing through and working hard and you really will find that success. If it's yes. something that you want bad enough, you can absolutely make it happen. I, I really I believe that. completely agree. Yeah. So what what does your bakery, what, is, what does it look like? Do you have like a, a cottage kitchen? Do you have a commercial kitchen you work out of? What, what does? I would, it, I would call it a cottage kitchen. Okay. Um, and that's, it, it's actually, I have a separate kitchen from my kitchen, okay. but it's, but it's in my house and it's like, it's just its own room that my husband being a builder actually built it for me. Okay. And it's, um, I love it. <laughs> and it's just right off of where my kitchen is. Oh, nice. So it's, Very cool. it's not this, you know, big, expansive commercial bakery. Um, I don't have a storefront, but I do have a space that is purely dedicated to what I do that is just for me. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you work just off of orders then? I do. Yeah, okay. I just work off of orders. And it's just and, you. And You're the... Do, I'm, I'm also just doing for fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So much of what you see on my Instagram and on my website is me just being purely inspired by something I saw on a hike that I wanted to recreate or in one of my children's books. Um, I get a lot of inspiration from my kids' storybooks. Mm-hmm. I love, I love like, like child art. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's so, it's just so whimsical and fun. Um, but yeah, a lot of what you see is, is me just creating for my, you know, for my own sake. Which is so important because, I don't know, just based on what you've mentioned, like that is your creative outlet now and that is kind of who you are. So it's so important yeah. to just push yourself creatively and, and do things that you're proud of and that you love. Absolutely. I feel like creating, I mean, I, I love I love working, you know, for people and doing wedding cakes and things like that. But it is, um, as a baker, and I'm sure you guys experience this too, when you when you make unique things and then someone likes it and then they ask you to recreate that thing, you know, it, it's wonderful for, you know, from a business point of view that you're getting, you know, um, I guess you would call it repeat work, you know, Mm -hmm. from cakes, but when you're constantly doing the same thing, it also prevents you from growing. Right. You know, it, it takes up so much time, you know, when you're constantly making things for other people. And I think it's so important to take a step back and, say, you know, I don't want to create for a client. I don't want anybody in my head. I just want to, you know, pull from myself and do something totally on my own because that's how you evolve and learn new things and practice skills. And I feel like that's when it truly becomes a craft is when you're designing and creating for yourself. I agree. And I also think that that's one of the most important ways to prevent burnout. Um, If you're only doing the, the things for if you're only doing the things that you're getting orders for and you're doing the same thing over and over and over without any creative freedom, um, I think that's when you start to feel 
you're in a rut and you start to feel burnt out and then it's hard to feel creative. 100% true. Yeah. And it's so important to like keep the creativity alive. It's everything. Yes. It's everything. Absolutely. It's, I mean, this, this is a creative field. You know, if we wanted things to be boring, we would like be an accountant and go work in a cubicle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any free time you have, you should always like remember why you started this in the first place and try new things and challenge yourself and get out of your comfort zone and create from the heart. Just exactly. Honestly. And while we're on the topic of creativity, your Instagram bio mentions that you're a content creator. So could you go yes. into that a little bit more and tell us about that? Yes. So that um, that's exciting for me because it's something that I'm really wanting to do more of because, again, it just lets me kind of be creative on, on my own where I'm creating for a company and a brand versus one individual person. So um, one thing that like, I'm, I'm starting to do some fun cakes for Sprinkle Pop, um, which is a sprinkle company. Mm-hmm. And they kind of give me freedom to just create a cake for Easter, you know, and they'll, they'll send me sprinkles and, you know, do whatever you want and just take photos of it. And as long as it uses, um, you know, their product line. Yeah. I do a lot of work for Kodiak Cakes. They're, and, and they're actually like in, um, they're in Park City, Utah. So I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I lo- I have a really good relationship with them. They're they're wonderful um, to work with because they give me freedom as well. So they'll send me, for example, they'll um, send me like their buttermilk pancake mix, and I will come up with a cake recipe using it. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that I'm really loving to do because it's allowing me to even broaden my creativity more where I'm taking photos, I'm, you know, doing fun backdrops and it kind of brings my design skills and art skills into play. Yeah. I feel like my art background is everything. Uh, My love for baking, you know, just came from when I was a kid from my mom and my grandma, just baking cookies with me and just kind of being one of those like sugar kids that just loved it. You know, I just, I loved (laughs) like all things sweet, but I have never taken a baking class in my life. I am 100% self-taught. Yeah. And I think my art school background is, I mean, it, 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 to me, it's everything, you know, cause it just, it plays a role in the colors and the scale and how I mix things. Like I, I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint, Mm -hmm. you know, and and um, even with photography and like laying out food styling for photos, um, it's just helped me so much. So do you do all of your own photography or do you do you also do styled shoots with other photographers? I do everything myself. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I am a one woman operation from my blog to photos to styling to, yeah, responding to brides. <laughs> I do everything myself. <laughs> To responding to Let's Talk Cake podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Well, good for you. I mean, eventually it it would be fun, you know, to to have someone work with me. But it's also kind of hard for me because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. You know, I mean, I'm so, and I I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I feel like because I am a a control freak, it, it has helped with what I do. Yeah. Because I'm just so attached. Like, everything matters so much to me and the details matter so much and I see everything and I feel like if I were to have someone else helping me that they wouldn't get it Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, like it's kind of, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's kind of like a fear I have. It's like, I don't know if you'll understand me. So I don't know if we, <laughs> like, no, but I, just keep working by myself. I love what you just said, just how you are so attached to your work and you want everything to be perfect. And like, it's so clear how passionate you are about creating beautiful cakes and creating art through that cake, through those cakes and that art form. And so I just love seeing the passion come through. Um, what does a week look like for you? Do you have outside orders that you do for people like every week or are they more um, sporadic? How, do, how is that looking for you? Well, of course, the holidays, um, that, that's when things get the most mad. And, I'm, and you know, I, any baker understands that when it's Valentine's Day or Easter or Christmas. Right now is kind of a mellow time. Um, you know, here in Jackson, wedding season is, is huge. So in the wedding season, you know, I will be very, I will be slammed busy from June up until September. And I really don't take any orders aside from the cakes. And like, I, I do welcome bag cookies. You know, I, I do sugar cookies a lot in addition to cakes. So I will, I will kind of keep that time frame to those brides and make them you know, but like to just give them 100% of my attention. Uh-huh. And then um, when it's, when it's kind of off season, that is when I do take the opportunity to learn new skills, reach out to companies that I would love to work with and um, try to create fun content. And then I always do have orders that do just come in. I do have a couple cakes to make for some people in town. And then this weekend I have two wedding cake tastings. Do people come what to your ranch for the wedding cake tastings? You know, I, I would love for them to start to do that. Um, right now it's so cold and it, like the weather here is so unpredictable that it hasn't happened yet because they have to drive through a canyon to get here and it's going to okay. be a little bit sketchy sometimes. <laughs> so I usually end up going into Jackson and going to whatever venue their um, wedding is going to be at, okay. which ends up benefiting me because it's kind of nice to see the venue to get a grasp um, of what it's going to be like when you're delivering the cake. Right. Because a lot of times like wedding cake deliveries in Jackson are very stressful. I think they're, they're stressful almost everywhere, but I know what you mean because we, we yeah. live close to canyons and mountains and we do some of our delivering up some pretty steep and curvy hills yeah. and it is not for the faint of heart. Yes. Like bumpy dirt roads. I mean, there's there's some venues out here that are um, just beautiful. You know, they're they're nestled under the Teton Mountains and they're so gorgeous. But you have to drive on like you know a mile long windy road to get out there, and you know yeah. you're like passing cows and horses and you know, and it's when you have a, a five tiered wedding cake in your car. Yeah, it's a little scary. So, do you ever and, construct the cakes on site, or do you always have them pre structured and ready to go? Um, it depends on how big they are. If it's like a three tiered cake, I usually will just dowel it mm -hmm. and try to keep it chilled and deliver it. If it's a really tall cake, I sometimes will just have maybe like a three-tiered base and then have the top two tiers separate and put that together on site. It, it all depends on what type of cake it is, what the drive is like, um, what sure. the actual like touch-ups would have to be on site. Right. You know, it, it was something where I looked at the cake and thought, you know, if, if I have to put this together on site, like it's going to mess up the whole design and I'm going to, you know, be there for an hour and we don't have that kind of time. Then, um, I will try to deliver it in one piece and just hope and pray. Yeah. 
have you have you ever had any big mishaps with a wedding cake or a delivery you know i haven't had any issues that there have been times when i have like wanted to just run away and escape <laughs> because it was just so stressful like times when rainstorms have just come out of nowhere you know and we were not prepared and i didn't have an umbrella you know and i'm carrying this cake with my husband you know half a mile into this barn you know that there have definitely been very challenging times um but the worst things the worst thing that ever happened to me was um a wedding cake in the sun. It was a vegan cake with vegan buttercream and the buttercream just melted oh. off and I wanted to die. <laughs> That's hard. There was like no fixing it. And it was this cake for this bride who was allergic to everything. There was no gluten, no nuts, no eggs, no dairy. I mean, it was basically like a witchcraft cake. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what I, I'm like, it's like witchcraft. Like it's not even, I don't even know how I made this. And the witches let it. you down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, the, the buttercream just did not, you know, it was in a barn because so many weddings out here are in these barns and the heat just sits in there. And yeah, that was, you know, so it, it happened like an hour after I delivered it where it just did not hold up. And I learned a big lesson, you know, that they were, they were very happy and, you know, um, were you know, certainly understood and, you know, weren't angry with me, but I just was like, that was awful. <laughs> I never want that to happen again. I was upset for like a week after uh. that happened. So that's the, that, that's really the only thing that I have ever had a problem with where I, I feel like maybe I could have done something with like dry ice in the car or, you know, anything to prevent that, um, that vegan buttercream it's not even it's like an oxymoron yeah <laughs> yeah yeah if i could have prevented that from melting it would have been wonderful well we're knocking on wood over here for you that you don't have one because we asked that question <laughs> yeah let's hope not <laughs> and for everyone deliveries are the most stressful moments of anyone's life yeah. <laughs> They are. People just don't understand. They don't get it. And you, especially when you're trying to explain, you know, because you, you want to charge for a delivery. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's like even just an hour and a half to get to the venue. Yeah. You know, just one way. And then you're there for so long, you know, so a lot of times clients will be like, why is a delivery, you know, 250 bucks? It's like, because it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's awful and because it's two and a half hours of stress that are taking probably two and a half years off your life. Yes. And it truly is like there's so much preparation in order to get that cake to the venue in one piece. Exactly. Like it is one of the hardest parts about the whole process. Yes. yes. And then you've got yeah. the clients that are like, oh, well, I'll just come and pick it up. And we're like, no, you do not want to do that. <laughs> you do not want to do that. Yes. Yeah, sign this waiver. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Once it's in your hands, it's it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do your, yeah. do your clients, do they find you through your Instagram or do you have some other way that you reach them? For me, um, I have. I have advertised in, in publications like Rocky Mountain Bride, which, which I love. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, I think it's such a beautiful publication yes, for, for beautiful. where we live. Um, but I have found that for me, Instagram is everything. Everyone finds me through Instagram. Yeah. And so it's been, um, 
it's just been a huge, wonderful thing. You know, just like the best tool I could ever hope for. And it's free. Your Instagram so, so greatly reflects the, the type of cakes you do. And I think that that is just so important when you do have all of your clientele finding you through Instagram. You need to be yeah. able to reflect what you'll be providing for them and what what type of cakes you want to do, right? Yes. Yeah, I do feel like um, when people look at my Instagram, they and or at least I, I hope, you know, my hope with it is they get a sense of who I am right away. Yeah. You know, where if, if someone were to come to me and say like, oh, I want you to make a, a Pokemon cake for my, you know, I would I would say that's not, you know, like Pokemon's awesome. My kids are obsessed with it, but that's not really what I do. Right. Yeah. You know, and then that's not like, that's not going to be like the way that I shine. And, and I don't, yeah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> and I feel like Instagram is a way for you to just create this gallery that is a reflection of, of your style. Yeah. And so I think it tends to attract people that understand, you know, this is my, this is my style. I'm very rustic. I'm very free. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like abstract sometimes and that like this is what I do right here. It's such an awesome tool. It really is. It's I it's a kind of an amazing thing and I think I think it's really important for people to know if you don't want to do that Pokemon cake, you probably shouldn't yeah. put that Pokemon cake on your Instagram because people will see yeah. it and that's what they'll want you to do. So uh, you've yeah. you've you've done a really good job I think of differentiating yourself and and letting people know that based on your Instagram and that kind of thing do you have any tips for people as they're starting out their Instagram to be able to reach a good audience and the right audience because you know when you're doing it as a business you don't necessarily want to reach everyone you want to reach the right people yes I would say um I definitely would say the best thing you can do for Instagram is and, and it's kind of hard because you sort of have to think, who who do I want to be? I mean, really, Instagram is is a way it's like you can brand yourself in little boxes and you kind of want to be consistent with the colors that you use and the background that you use. You know, it's it's a chance to create a portfolio for yourself. So I would say never put something on there you know, yeah, that, that, that you don't want to do, um, only put stuff on there that you really feel like reflects your best side. And when you're reaching out to people, um, I would always mark where you are, like always tag your location. Yeah. Um, I would use hashtags. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that reflect the audience that you're trying to market to. I would always follow people who are similar to you, who inspire you, who you can learn from. And, you know, that's a good way to gain audience also is because you can kind of like latch on to their audience and you guys can kind of share, you know, as you're like, like as you start developing Instagram friends, you can, um, yeah, share, you know, followers. And let me see what, what other things can I really think of? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say just really be honest about about what you want to about what you want to put out there as a cake artist. And the other thing I would really say for for Instagram um, and any social media, you've got to learn how to use a camera. And it doesn't need to be some high tech, you know, you know, camera where you're like, you know, feeling like you need to go to school to figure it out. It can be your phone, but just do some like basic research on 
angles and how to use natural light and you know put cool things behind your cake you know so that you're not seeing your coffee maker in the background you know like there's there's ways that are so easy um to really take advantage of photography that will just make you shine on instagram and just give that good first impression right away yes good because staging yeah, I mean, it needs to be engaging. Like, you could have all the hashtags in the world, you know, tag and tag and do this and do this. But if your content isn't good, you're not going to get the attention that you want. And that totally depends on you and how you're capturing your work. Right. Exactly. So you said you have three kids, right? Yes. Hey, what are your tips for running a business? being busy within your own business, but then also having to take care of your kids. And being present with your kids, because I notice on your Instagram that it, it's not like your kids are absent from your Instagram because they're part of no, your life and it reflects that. So yeah, no, I, I, I know I love, I have three boys and um, my oldest is 15 and my youngest is four. And I mean, it's definitely, you know, Instagram for sure is like the happy side of everything. There are moments for sure where I have flour all over the place and one of my kids took a frosting swipe out of a cake that I had to deliver uh. and I'm in the bathroom <laughs> in the bathroom like crying. <laughs> I mean there's there's you know it's messy. Like life life is messy for sure. But I would say that me because I haven't I kind of have I've like involved them. You know, I, I let them on the weekends, I let them bake things for fun. And I let them, um, you know, I've, I've kind of taught them how to do things. So now they, they kind of respect, you know, like this is mommy's time. I'm like, Oh, mommy's, you know, doing a crumb coat on the cake. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go put this in the chiller. And they, they, because they know what I'm doing now, they, um, they're just much more, I think, yeah, I guess respectful is the word. They're much more respectful about it. And I always am um, trying to think of any activity that I constantly can to keep them engaged while I am working. But I would say my saving grace really is just involving them in what I do. All right. That's, I love that. I mean, not, you know, not to give the impression that when I'm making a wedding cake, my kids are helping. Right, <laughs> they're, right. They're <laughs> I don't want to give that impression. They are not helping me, you know, make wedding cakes. But I think, you know, what I mean is just I educate them and teach them. And, you know, so then when I am working, they just have a better understanding of what I'm doing. And on your Instagram, it says Lindsay and Jeremiah. So does your husband, what role does yes, he play in your business? Husband, my husband is wildly artistic in his, in, his, in his own right. He is a really, really good artist. And every now and then um, he, he helps me. You know, there have been cakes where, like there was one time, um, this just happened to be a cake that I wanted to make for my older son, but I was, I was trying to do this textured buttercream wolf because my son's spirit animal is a wolf. And, and I just wasn't feeling it. And so my husband just picked up a palette knife and started designing this wolf cake. And it was so good. It was like, it like blew my mind. And I was like, you, like, you should help me sometimes. And so he, he is learning himself and every now and then he'll paint on cookies with me. You know, he'll help me come up with designs for cakes. And he always 100% of the time is helping me on deliveries 
um, we're kind of starting to want to branch into making videos and doing tutorials and he is going to, you know, help me with that. So he's, he's pretty, he's pretty involved in things. He's, that, he's, you know, he's the only partner that I want to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. so in the future, we can expect some tutorials and some yes. how to's and. Absolutely. That's actually what I'm wanting to branch into more. Um, because I, I do love making cakes for people, but as, as I mentioned before, I feel like, you know, I, I kind of don't like to be restricted so much by always making like a semi-naked wedding cake with flowers on it. You know, I mean, it's, it's fun and it's beautiful, but there's so many other things that I do want to do yeah, right, and learn right. about. And, um, and I also, I feel like these people come to me for birthday cakes and sometimes I look at them and think, don't you want to make it yourself? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, it's like really fun. And it's not like I'm, you know, putting them, I don't mean to be like condescending, like you should make it yourself. I, I more mean like, don't you want to, like, it's fun. You know, baking is, it's such a craft and there's so like all of your senses are involved and it's such an expression and it's cozy and it's so rewarding you know, to, to do it. And so I want to teach people and, um, and share it. And so I feel like doing tutorials and workshops and um, making videos, it'll maybe inspire people to want to try to make things themselves. I I love that so much. That's, I think that's probably a good place to, to wrap things up because that is what it's all about is, is sharing you're wanting to share something that you love that means a lot to you. And instead of just looking at it as, and obviously you want to continue doing this as a living and, and, um, but, but wanting to share that joy that you get from doing this with other people is, I mean, your, your passion just absolutely comes through for this. And we are just, we're so thankful that you were able to come on and talk to us about this because it has been such a privilege to talk to you and to feel your, your love for this and your love for all aspects of it. Thank you. This has been really fun. I'm really flattered that you guys even thought of me. So oh, well, absolutely. We are big <laughs> fans. I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, well, guys- we can thank Rob for that. <laughs> no, but I'm sure we would have come across you anyway, because we do, we do look for things that are so artistic and beautiful and you definitely have it. So it was really a, a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm again, I am grateful. So thank you guys. But thank you so much for joining us, Lindsay. It was such a pleasure to talk to you and learn from your incredible experiences. For sure. Be sure to go follow Lindsay at Lady in the Wild West on Instagram or on her blog. Yes. And as far as this week's challenge, we just want to take it back to her story about the buffaloes and how the buffaloes, they just charge through whatever storm faces them. And honestly, right now in our world, we are facing a storm, and that is the coronavirus. It's affecting our personal lives as well as our businesses, and and it is hard, but we just need to keep charging forward and maintain a positive attitude, and we will get through it, and we'll be better for it as well. Yes, we'd encourage everyone to stay safe and healthy and take care of yourselves and each other. We would invite you to join us next week when we talk to Steffi at The Anxious Baker. Yes, you do not want to miss this episode, you guys. It is so good. Seriously, her story of how cake making really did save her and change her life is is incredible, and we don't want you to miss it. You'll 
be prepared. Get some tissues ready because it's <laughs> a good one. I might have shed a tear or two. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank Corey. He's our producer and he does a great job. We would encourage you to like and subscribe to the podcast. And we will see you next week when we continue to talk cake. Thank you.